0: Hebrews chapter number nine. Last week, we considered in both the morning service and the evening service, the matter of working uh, till he comes. We talked about God's work in us, talked about God's work through us, and this morning, uh, we're still going to consider the work of God, but I want to take some time uh, to consider a most somber of topics, and that topic is the topic of death. And uh, boy, I know that's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, I'm going to preach a message to you this morning with this title: "When Your Time Comes." When Your Time Comes. Look with me, Hebrews chapter nine and verse twenty-seven. Hebrews chapter nine and verse twenty-seven. The Bible says, "And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment." So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. When your time comes, Father, I pray that you'll help us today. We certainly are thankful for your love and your mercy, for your grace for your forgiveness. Lord, I pray that as we would look into your word and consider this matter, Of our time uh, to meet death, I pray that each and every one would take careful inventory of their heart and their life. Lord, that we would uh, examine ourselves and allow you to do an, an examination as well and make sure that we truly are saved, that we truly are your children. Lord, I pray if there's one here without Christ that today would be the day that they would trust you. I pray that you'd help us today. Uh, Of course, a a very uh, somber and sobering subject, but I pray that you'd give us strength and clarity, uh, give us wisdom, and Lord, just direct and guide as only you can. We love you. We thank you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Everyone in this room, everyone watching by way of live stream, every man, woman, boy, and girl. Living in this world will face the reality of physical death. It is appointed unto men once to die. And certainly that isn't popular. Aren't you glad you came to church this morning? It's not popular, but it's the truth. Now understand, my primary aim is not that you leave here happy today, but that you leave helped today. And if you've been following our midweek study, remember that happiness is never the goal. It's a byproduct. And if you leave here helped today, you'll be happy as a result of that help. May I ask you a question. Have you thought about when your time comes? See, we all have an appointment that we will all be on time for. I'm not asking this morning if you're excited about dying, and I don't expect you uh, necessarily to be, but the Bible is clear that our time is coming and that you and I should be ready that we realize that death will one day make its house call to you and house call to me. And the question for us then is this, are you ready? Ready? See, Publisher's Clearinghouse will most likely never darken your doorstep, but death certainly will. Are you ready? What is your present spiritual condition? Are you ready to step into eternity? Are you ready to stand before God and to face His judgment? See, too many are foolishly ignoring these questions. Too many have an idea that there's plenty of time to deal with these questions later. Too many cross into eternity unprepared to meet God. But the Bible says it's appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. So again, I'll ask you, are you ready. You can be and you should be. Turn with me to Acts chapter number four. Acts chapter number four. And let's consider this morning a few possibilities about our upcoming appointment. Acts chapter number four. Read Lengthy passage of Scripture here in Acts chapter number 4 will actually cross into chapter number 5. But let me, by way of outline, give you the first uh, possibility here when we consider death. Number one, some will die untruthful. Some will die untruthful. Acts chapter number 4 and verse 32. Acts chapter 4 and verse 32. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart, And of one soul. Did you see that? The multitude of them that believed. So we're talking about saved people here. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but that they had all things common, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses or possessors of land or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Joseph, who uh, by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite and of the county uh, country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Chapter 5, verse 1. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whiles it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. Instead of giving and living, Ananias lied and died. Instead of giving and living, Ananias... Oh, he died untruthful. He died unexpectedly. But uh, in Acts chapter number 5, we see that he lied, he died. And from Acts 4.32, uh, we can see that he was saved, but he died in shame because of his selfish sin. See, his unworthy deeds led to his untimely death. Now, hear me this morning. It's bad enough to lie to people, but you're playing with your life when you lie to God. Verse 4 of Acts chapter 5, Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Yes, this morning, friends, we have a gracious and a loving heavenly father, but the child of God cannot sin and get by with it. The wages of sin is death and that goes uh, for the saint as well as the sinner. You keep playing with deceit and you might surely find your appointment comes quicker than you expect. Think about the mockery and the hypocrisy of Ananias here. He was trying to display, he was trying to portray a life of surrender to God while being utterly deceptive in his sinful selfishness. As such, he was bringing reproach upon the name of Christ that led to his ruin. And I say this with all grace and all gravity this morning, you are playing with your very life if you are one who pursues a lifestyle of lies. You are going to hurt yourself horribly. Romans chapter 12 and verse 17. The Bible says recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Second Corinthians chapter number eight and verse 21. Second Corinthians 8 and verse 21, providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. First John chapter 2 and verse 4, he that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. Friends, without exception today, there are some that will meet death untruthful. Let that not be us. Uh, today, let us be ones of honesty and integrity, ones that mm, what we say is true and what we live is true so that we don't have to face death untruthful. Flip over to Acts chapter number seven. Acts chapter number seven. Some will die untruthful, but number two, some will die Unafraid. Some will die unafraid. Acts chapter 7 and verse 54. Acts chapter 7 and verse 54. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, we're talking about Stephen here, but he being full of the Holy Ghost, Jesus receive my spirit, and he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, "Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he said this, he fell asleep. Stephen had stood before the high priest, and he was filled with the power of the Holy Spirit of God, and he preached his own funeral, although the angry religious crowd resisted him. Although they ran against him, Stephen was unafraid to die. He was prepared, he was honest, he was gracious, and he was courageous. Not because he was some incredible man, but because he intimately knew the incredible Savior. See, Stephen was willing to lay down his life for others because he knew their only hope was Christ, the life giver. You might be here today and say, oh, that's me. I'm willing to die like Stephen. Can I tell you this morning, the problem is you're not willing to live like Stephen. And you can't expect to die like Stephen if you won't live like Stephen right with God, relying upon God, reaching others for God. See, Stephen was full of the Holy Ghost and Stephen was focused on heaven and Stephen was faithful in times of his own hurt and Stephen was fervent to help the God-haters. That's not only a good way to live, that's a good way to die, unafraid. I think of uh, Dr. John R. Rice. There was an incident where uh, uh he made one guy so mad with the gospel that the man came after him with a pistol, threatening to kill him. Witnesses reported that Dr. Rice stood there calmly and he looked over his glasses and he said to the man, Sir, you can't threaten me with heaven. Amen. Amen. Stephen died as he lived, unafraid to face death. See, my great concern... For you and for me, it's not how we die for the Lord, but how we live for the Lord. And the problem that we see in our day is far too many believers are simply unwilling to live fearlessly for the Lord because they have a lack of faith in the Lord. Some will die untruthful. Some will die unafraid. Turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter number 4. Second Timothy chapter number four. When your time comes, will you be untruthful? Or will you be unafraid? Or number three, some will die unashamed. Some will die unashamed. Second Timothy chapter four, verse three. I want you to listen carefully. Second Timothy chapter four and verse three. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth And shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Some will die unashamed. See, Paul had fought a good fight. Paul had been faithful to the end. Paul had finished what God sent him to do. And Paul died unashamed. You say, how? Well, Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12 gives us the answer where Paul says, I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day and here in second timothy chapter 4 as paul is near to his appointment with death he issues an unwavering unafraid unashamed challenge to timothy and to us all make full proof of thy ministry can i encourage you this morning press on while you have the opportunity because you don't know when your opportunity will end First John chapter 2 and verse 28. First John chapter 2 and verse 28, the Bible says this. And now little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. What about it this morning? You have an appointment. I have an appointment. I don't know when it is. But we like to have the little cards that tell us the date and the time of our appointment and where it's at. Oh boy, but you know, I don't know that I'd necessarily want a card that gave me the date and time of when that time comes. You say, oh, I would like it. No, you wouldn't. You might think you would. Let me, let me just, uh, again, encourage you. You keep close to the Lord and you keep living for the Lord because you don't know when that time is, but God knows. Right. And you won't be late. Will you die untruthful? Or will you die unafraid? Will you die unashamed? It is appointed unto men once to die. Turn back with me to Luke chapter number 12. Luke chapter number 12. We've seen now three instances and certainly there are so many more that we could look at, but three instances from the Word of God where people, uh, they kept their appointment with death and how they faced it. Some will die untruthful. Some will die unafraid. some Some will die unashamed. Number four, some will die unprepared. Some will die unprepared. Luke chapter number 12 and verse 16. Luke chapter number 12 and verse 16. And Jesus spake a parable unto them saying, Luke 12, 16. The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself saying, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, isn't that neat? He, he, I'll say to my soul, Soul. Do you ever call yourself by name when you talk to yourself? Okay, a couple of you do. The rest of you are right now going to pass untruthful. Um This rich man died a fool. Not because of what he prepared on earth, but because he failed to prepare for eternity. This one attitude alone is what sends most people to hell. Putting off salvation until tomorrow to live in sin today. Do you know that one of the devil's greatest tactics against you is procrastination, delay, tomorrow. I'll I'll get a round to it. Uh, I've had a fellow uh, uh, years ago who gave me a round to it, a little round uh, wooden coin. And on it, it said, to it, T-U-I-T, to it. said, what is this? It's a round to it. You always say, when you get around to it, now you have around to it, so get to it. We delay often in our lives so easily because we fail to realize how short this life actually is. And with that in mind, we fail to consider the matter that eternity is forever. Maybe uh, you were here... uh, a couple years ago, we had uh, uh, Brother Keith Shoemaker, missionary there that, that we support. He came and he preached for us and he asked it would be all right if he used a, a prop for his message. And I said, okay. And he brings in this, this extension cord. It was like 100 feet long. And right in the middle somewhere of that extension cord, he had put a little thin piece of electrical tape. And he said, this little piece of electrical tape is your life in the timeline of time. And we often just fail to realize just how brief our time on this earth is. And if that be the case, we cannot afford to put off to tomorrow what we should do today. And if you're here today without Christ, the devil is telling you, You can put it off till tomorrow. And I'm here to tell you tomorrow may be too late. You don't want to die a fool. You don't want to die unprepared. You want to mm, ask yourself, are you ready to meet God today? Are you prepared to meet God today? James chapter four and verse 14. The Bible says, whereas ye know what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Could I tell you today, there there may come uh, this time tomorrow, uh, it may come 11.36 a.m. on Monday, January the 22nd, and as the earth continues on, you may have stepped into eternity. We are not guaranteed tomorrow. I have on my calendar, remember I, you know, we like things scheduled and dates and times and places. I have on my calendar for tomorrow, uh, the appointment to take my wife uh, to the hospital so that she can have a uh, surgery performed. That is on my calendar. That is planned to do. But here's the truth. I have no idea if I'll make it or not. Okay. Only God knows. Okay. Am I prepared today? right this moment, to meet God. Am I prepared to face eternity? John chapter 3 and verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And I caution you today, failure to prepare to meet God prepares you to go to hell. Failure to prepare to meet God promises the eternity of hell. Jesus warned in John chapter 8 and verse 24, I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Can I encourage you today, don't be a fool. Don't spend so much time preparing for this life that you're unprepared to meet God in the life to come. It is appointed unto men once to die. Are you ready? It's time to face reality. Second Corinthians chapter number six. And verse 2, the Bible says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. See, those who die lost are forever lost in the eternal lake of fire. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 15, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. If you die unsaved, you will never get out of hell. There's no release for good behavior. There's no parole. There's no pardon. There's no revoking the sentence, hell is forever. Don't go. Don't go. You don't have to. For you and I who are here and saved this morning, uh, you say, well, I'm saved. I'm not going to hell. Great. But are you prepared to stand before Christ? Give an answer for the life that you've lived, the life that He's given to you. Are you ready to face the Lord? Mark chapter 9, verses 43 and 44. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. That is Jesus speaking. What is he saying? Don't hang on to things that will drag you to hell. It's better for you to lose your hand than to hang on to those things that would drag you into hell. Verse 45 of Mark chapter 9, And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Hey, don't follow after things that will lead you into hell. Verse 47 of Mark chapter 9, And if thy eye offend thee, Pluck it out. You know, I was really hoping Miss Diana would make it to service this morning. She had her cornea replacement surgery, uh, the other day and everything went well, but she sent a picture, uh, uh to, to my wife and she got her one eye completely bandaged over. er And, um, Amen. and as I studied, I was like, if I high, offend thee, plug it out. And, uh, It's better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Don't focus on things that will forsake you into hell. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Run to Him. Grab hold of Him before your appointment with death is due. And I'm here to tell you this morning, friend, in this moment, there's time. There's time. See, God has already made the preparation that you need. You must be prepared to meet Him. The lovely news is He's already made the way. He's already done the work. He's already offered the gift and He just waits for you to receive it. Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 9. Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 9. For when we were yet without strength... You know, none of us are strong enough to save ourselves. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die... Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by His blood we shall be saved from wrath through Him. If you are here without Christ today you need to receive His gift. Your time is coming to meet death. I don't know when it will be. Maybe it will be today. But today is the day you need to prepare. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God not of works lest any man should boast. And in Romans chapter number 10 and verses 8 and 9. Romans 10 verses 8 and 9. The word is nigh thee. That means it's close. Even in thy Mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen. Friends, don't die unprepared. Don't die untruthful. Maybe one in here today that needs to turn to Christ. For that salvation. There may be some in here this morning. That are saved. But today they need to return. To Christ. Maybe there's some of you in here today. That just need to remain. With Christ. I encourage you. Make your appointment. Meet your appointment. Unafraid. And unashamed. This is was not at all the message that I thought that we would preach today. Not at all. I'm going to continue looking at this matter of working till he comes. But the Lord just burdened my heart. What's the point of working till he comes? If you're not right with the Savior? What what's the point of living for God if you've not received His gift of grace? Friend, with a heavy heart I stand today and say I don't want anyone to meet the Lord unprepared there's an eternity of torment it's a real place and you'll really go if you don't trust Christ you don't have to work your way into heaven Jesus paid it all you, you don't have to be good your way to heaven because all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. You need to be saved because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And yes, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, I'm thankful for that unspeakable gift. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's not just something nice to think about. Friend, it's a gift that you must receive before you meet death. I plead with you, whoever you are today, whether you need to turn to Christ and be saved, return to Christ because you've strayed, maybe you need to remain with Christ in His strength. Whoever you are today, when your time comes, will you be ready? I plead with you, make things right today. It is appointed unto man once to die. Today is the day, and as the Bible says, prepare to meet thy God. What condition will you be in when your time comes? Our heads are bowed this morning.